The Royal Commission into the Illegal Robo-Debt Recovery Scheme has heard former Prime Minister Scott Morrison did not seek an explanation from his department when advice on its legality changed. The 2015 program used an algorithm to work out whether Centrelink recipients had been overpaid, but unlawfully claimed almost $2 billion in payments from 433,000 people. Scott Morrison was Social Services Minister when the scheme was established. After taking an oath on the Bible this morning, he was interrogated by Commissioner Catherine Holmes about its legality. Mightn't be unreasonable, but is it legal? Well, yes, it is. Okay, and pursuant to what, in your understanding? Well, under Section 63, the Secretary may require a person to attend the department. And under Section 192, they have the power to obtain information. Uh, Mr Morrison, this is your reading of the Act or you had some advice about this? Well, it's my plain English understanding of it. I see. It's the latest in four weeks of sittings which have revealed the former federal government was warned of potential legal issues two years before the automated debt recovery system was rolled out. Dr Darren O'Donovan is a senior lecturer in administrative law at La Trobe University and joins us now. Hi there, Darren. Hi, Catherine. How are you? Very well, thank you. And thank you for joining us. Today's hearing has received a huge amount of attention for obvious reasons, but how much did we actually learn today? I think we learned something absolutely foundational for the way forward. Mr Morrison accepted that 433,000 of our fellow Australians suffered a fail in the system, something inconceivable. That was the term used by Mr. Morrison. And my goal always with RoboDead is to focus on what the people suffered and to say never again. And for me, what we learned today was that the most vulnerable in our society the people most in need of the law did not get the simple, fundamental basic of a proper check on the law. Mm. And I actually, I really would encourage your listeners to do something we don't do very well as a country, which is to stop applying a political frame to everything. Mm. I mean, I watched that evidence there today and I thought of the people and the picture that it presented, for whatever reason, whoever drove it, our fellow Australians did not get what they deserved. Mm. What we all hope for, which is the basic dignity of a properly reasoned, evidenced decision. And that's why really what I want people to care about is what comes next and what comes out of the commission. Mm. Because the rule of law is often on the lips of politicians. It's often painted on oil canvases. But the rule of law is not coming very well out of this commission. Mm. The real rule of law. The real rule of law. Sorry for the, no. the opening, Catherine. No, no, but, no, no, that's okay. We yeah. do have a bit to get through. But, it, you know, you, <laughs> you, you've said a lot to really think about there. I mean, you mentioned some of what Mr Morrison said uh, today and after repeated questions, he didn't accept any personal responsibility for not clarifying a change in advice on the scheme's legality. As you mentioned, arguing it was inconceivable that that would not have been raised with ministers. I mean, what do you make of that response? Well, I just, obviously, the thing you hope for, the thing you need from leaders 
is care, to not leave people in silence. And the outcome of RoboDebt was people had no voice. And we're facing, you know, we're looking into a year where we're going to talk about voice and government. And these people, brave people for five years, had to do the work that wasn't done in 2015. Mm. They had to throw themselves on the most awesome power that government collectively has, which is a government that just refuses to confront questions, to be accountable. So for me, with Mr. Morrison, yes, there's personal accountability. He, his basic line today was, I didn't receive advice and I didn't go looking for it because I trusted the Australian public service. Mm. Now, Mr. Morrison, if you, you know, if I, that's his position. But for me, Australians trust the public service every day. Mm. We should be very worried about what this Royal Commission and engaged with it because what's happening is the unchanging foundation of our government has malfunctioned and frankly, a bunch of volunteers and, and, and ordinary people had to come together and make it an issue. Mm, you know, mm. I'm, I'm, I'm startled by today, you know. I, I, you sound it. No, that, that's yeah. for sure. I mean, let's, get, let's have a look at what some of the evidence that was unearthed uh, today, uh, one of which was the former Prime Minister sought to show income averaging. A lot of time was spent with this. Um, on Income averaging has a long history and that the only change there was scale. What is the history of its use when it comes to social services? So the first thing I would say is in 2019, I asked Mr. Morrison's government for a forensic audit led by a judge of this question. Instead, we got a very hastily um, conducted sample. And I'd love to hear questions and perspectives on that because as an academic, I asked for facts. Mm. So that's my starting point on this issue. Now, this is complex, Catherine. I don't want to you know, don't want to dump <laughs> a bunch of technicalities. But fundamentally, every debt raised prior to 2015 had a human, a hardworking human, who would do everything to avoid averaging. The policy as written in 2015, in my view as an expert, required evidence of a debt. And evidence, for me, if I was handling that policy, does not mean averaging. Mm. And at a key point today, Commissioner Holmes asked Mr. Morrison to give, to hand over every bit of evidence he has to prove the existence of pre-2015 averaging. However, my conclusion is very much that is a bit of a furphy because we are talking about not a residual last resort practice of averaging, we are talking about 866,000 attempts at upfront averaging. You don't go for payslips. You don't help people. You demand that they give you the information. Mm. And I'll be frank, that created a real hellscape in our communities when it was attempted. And we're looking for a little bit of responsibility, not a political what about. Mm. Mm. 
On RN Drive, Dr Darren O'Donovan is here talking about the evidence presented to the Royal Commission into the Automated Income Averaging Scheme, known as robo-debt. Darren, the scheme was initially promised to deliver almost $4 billion in savings. Instead, it delivered immeasurable hardship, as we've been discussing. Are you confident that lessons will be learned from this? And I also know, I, I want to draw you in on how you've pushed for a forceful advocate general for Social Security. How might that ensure we never see a repeat of this? I think the biggest change is with mindset. I would love to be on here on your program saying this was five years where RoboDebt was front page news. The brutal truth is it made the front page, but it was a welfare story. And a welfare story in this country, for whatever reasons, doesn't get the attention despite the importance of us caring. And that's the biggest change we need to make. We need to see people at their kitchen tables who need support. Yep. That's the fundamental thing. We have to care. Now, obviously, as an academic, I can give you a technical platform. I can try and address the imbalance of power that is warping the system. I've put forward an advocate general because what I want is not a court case five years later. It's the most important form of accountability. It's not a royal commission. It's getting the right answer to the person when they first approach Centrelink. Mm -hmm. And an advocate general with an audit power would go some way. But I'm an academic. I've spent five years trying to speak to the importance of the issue and I'm a little bit heartbroken from it because we had to fight so hard for the Royal Commission. Mm. The media came in today, not to, you know, like I always expected the media came in. Will people stay? I mean, I'm sitting here now and, you know, I have my doubts if I'm truly honest. And I'd love for people to, to care, to, to, to say that Robodet was driven by indifference. And we're going to answer that with care. Mm. Well, Darren, we'll stay across the issue and I really want to thank you for your time and thoughts on this today. Thank you. Dr. Darren O'Donovan joining me there. I'm Catherine Robinson and you're listening to RN Drive. Find more great ABC RN stories that take you beyond the headlines on the ABC Listen app.